On this week's episode, I'll be talking about my life and experiences while living in America, plus the differences and similarities to where I'm from. Let's start the show. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Hi! My name is Uncle Doug, and welcome to the Oxenities Podcast. Yeah! It's been a long time coming. I've been waiting to press that record button for a hot minute now, and now you're stuck with me. So, yeah. Now, a lot of you might be wondering, who is this guy yelling at me through my radio? Well, I'll tell you. My name is actually Winston. I'm 29 years old and I have a degree in computer programming. One day I hope to be a video game designer, but for now we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. That's later, later stuff. Uh, likes, I like cars. I like video games, I like uh, people. I like conversation. I like finding out stuff about people, talking to people, seeing how they tick. Uh, dislikes, I don't like olives. I'm not a fan of olives. I don't see a reason for them. I don't understand their purpose. I don't like stupid people. Talking to stupid people is, it, it's very hard for me, very hard. And I don't like snakes, not a fan of them. But that's enough about me. You can get to learn more about me later on as we progress and grow together. But for now, let's go ahead and get right into the news, shall we? Yeah, shall we? We shall, shall us, we, whatever, whatever. Ooh, ooh, I like that. A little bit of soulful news. Mm. It's kind of music that make you want to rub baby oil all over your body. Have you a wonderful Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. All right. Last Thursday, there was a meeting in the Oval Office between President Trump and various lawmakers. The meeting was to discuss the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival Program, or DACA for short. During that meeting, President Trump was reportedly cited for saying some wild stuff. Because they brought up protecting immigrants from Haiti, El Salvador, and various African countries. He asked them, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? Then he suggested that the United States should instead bring more people from countries like Norway or even some Asian countries because he felt like they could help the economy. Then after saying this, he reportedly took another swing at Haiti by telling lawmakers that immigrants from that country should be left out of the deal because and I quote, why do we need more Haitians? The meeting eventually came to an end and Trump, you know, being Trump was probably feeling himself or I, I don't know what he does, drink Kool-Aid or whatever, I, I don't know. But the people that were in the meeting with him instantly started snitching. They all went to their respected news outlets or agencies or whatever and they started singing. Oh, Trump said this, and Trump said that, and Trump's a racist, and this and that, or whatever. And then Trump seeing all of this stuff, now he wanted to damage control, and he sent out a tweet 
The language used by me at the DACA meeting was tough, but this was not the language used. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Like, I read it like four times and I still can't figure it out. He continued and said, what was really tough was the outlandish proposals made. A big setback for DACA. Ah, uh, no, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't pivot the situation away from yourself. Like, dude, you're, you're an asshole. Like, let's just be honest. And I don't understand how people get so up in arms about him and like what he does and like, oh my God, I can't believe the president said that and this and that and whatnot. Really? You can't believe it? I don't get surprised by anything that he says or does because we are talking about the same guy that during the campaign said some wild stuff about women and handicapped people and blacks and immigrants. He even threatened a whole entire country by telling them that we're going to build a wall and you're going to pay for it. So why even be surprised by anything that he does? Like, honestly, seriously, just, just don't, just, just don't. In other wild ass news, H&M done lost their goddamn minds. Um, first of all, let me, let me just stop right here real quick. If there are any companies out there that are planning on launching a new product or they're launching a new ad and they want someone to like go over it to see if it's racist or not, I'm available. Hit me up. I'm everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. You can email me at oxenities at gmail.com. I'm free for bookings or whatever you need. Let me know. I collect all monies, all types of monies, and I'll be happy to help you. Unfortunately, H&M didn't do this. And they decided that, you know what, it's 2018 and what we need is to put a little black boy in a green hoodie that says coolest monkey in the jungle. H&M, what are you doing? Seriously. Did you really think that people wouldn't get upset about that? Like, seriously. And all these companies that do this wild stuff that think, oh yeah, this will be fine. You know what? For example, Dove. Putting a black woman in your thing, in your ad, and then having her take off a shirt and now instantly become white. No, Dove. No. What's that one cereal called? Corn chips or corn nuts or whatever? Putting all the characters on the back of your box all yellow, but the one character that's brown is the character that's the janitor. C come on. <laughs> Seriously, come on. Come on. Come on, guys. Hit me up. I, I'm available. I don't really do anything. Uh, but just FYI, H&M. Um... Libraries exist, and in those libraries, they have uh, history books that talk about slavery. You should check them out. They're, they're free. All free. You just need a library card, and you can do that. Another hot topic in the news is uh, Montecito, California, who's currently still dealing with the Tuesday morning mudslide that affected the Ventura County area. It's sad to say, but at the time of this recording, 20 people have died 
as a result, and four people are still missing. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to all the victims and the families suffering right now. And if you can, please donate or volunteer your time with the American Red Cross or any other charitable organization that's based in that area. They're over there doing good work and they need our help and support to keep on doing that good work. So, yeah. In other West Coast news, people in Hawaii must be mad as hell right now. After they got a message on their phones on Saturday morning saying, Emergency alert! Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. <laughs> the wild part about this whole thing is that the message was sent by an employee at the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, or HEMA for short, that was supposedly running a test on the system. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to test something, like if I got to test your email to make sure that you're getting the emails or test your text message to make sure your phone number is working, you know what I'm going to do? In the subject, I'm going to put test. And in the body of the email, I'm going to put test. So guess what? You'll know it's a test. This idiot didn't do that. And the weird thing is, like, when you, based on the reports, when they, like, send a message out, they got to, like, confirm. They got to, like, hit, do you want to send this message? Yes or no? Oh, I'm going to send this message. Now, unlike IG, that never confirms anything when I double tap on this one chick's picture um, to say, oh, yeah, you're cute. I like you. Your body stuff. Um, they don't confirm that because then I would have that moment to think, you know what? My girl wouldn't like this. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the weird thing is that this dude saw that and said, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to send that. Accept. Thus, ensuring that thousands of people in Hawaii would crap their pants at 8.07 in the a.m. on a Saturday morning. One thing you gotta remember, people, Hawaii is the closest state to North Korea, and Kim Jong-un has been bragging about the fact that he has missiles capable of reaching mainland USA. So, of course, he could take out Hawaii no problem. The other thing that's kind of messed up about this whole story is that after HEMA sent that message, it took them 38 goddamn minutes to retract the message. 38 minutes. So now if there is an actual missile strike, Hawaiian's gonna be like, nah, B, <laughs> you fooled me once. You ain't gonna get me twice, cuz. <laughs> Oh, God. Ah, uh, people. Oh, here's some I Hate My Life news. 20-year-old Shane Misler from Tampa Bay, Florida, won the $451 million Mega Million jackpot on January 5th, basically ensuring that his 2018 is going to be Liddy to titty he opted to take the lump sum payment that guarantees him to get a 800, no, 200. What am I talking about? 800. 281.2 million dollar payout. And before y'all start with the, oh my God, the government is taking all his money and taxes. 
understand that chances are dude probably spent at the maximum 10 bucks. So SDFU. It'll be okay. Um, it's story like these that make me kind of sick to my stomach. Because it's just too happy. And he, he even said like he's going to like donate some of the money to charities. And he's going to like use it to help humanity out. And I'm going to be real people. 20 year old Winston ain't helping a soul. My parents? Sure. Three to ten family members? Maybe. You know? Random strangers? Nah, B. I'm... I gotta worry about me and mines. And that's it. This, that's it. Because 200 million dollars. That's, that's wild. I'm trying to get 200 dollars. I mean, most of it I'll probably use it to like buy alcohol but still i'm trying to get i'm trying to get 200 you feel me uh, wild oh and while we're on the topic of money if you like what you're hearing so far and would like to support me then please help me out and hit me up on patreon i have a page there under the name of oxenities that's o-x-c-e-n-i-t-i-e-s it may be hard to find, so I'll leave a link below somewhere in the description of this whole thing. Uh, so you can find me. And trust me, you want to send me money. Because I'm a danger to myself and society in general. And the best way to ensure that I stay out of trouble is to make me happy. And other from my mom's ox deal and the joyous laugh of a small child... The only thing that doesn't make me cry anymore is money. So, <clears throat> moving on. In tech news, the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES for short, just ended on Friday in Las Vegas. CES is a trade show where multiple companies come out and show off their newest tech hitting the market this year. Now. They show all kinds of stuff like foldable 60-inch TVs and robot luggages that can like follow you around the airport because that's that's what you want. You want a thing to like follow you around a crowded airport because that'll make people feel so much more safer. Um, I'm not really interested in any of that, to be honest. I'm more interested in the weird stuff like Spartan underwear, for example. And I'm not sponsored by them in any way, shape, or form. Um, but you're probably wondering, like, what it is. Well, let me tell you. It's underwear that protects your genitals from the radiation from your phone. So on the off chance that your iPhone is in your pants and it rings, if you're wearing Spartan underwears, Half your sperm count won't die from the radiation because it's lined with lead or whatever it's made of. I don't know. I never took the time to do research on it, but it's just weird. Like seriously, Google them. Check out the website. It's, it's so weird. Like there's a guy holding the phone, like standing up, holding the phone by his genitals, looking at it, like scrolling on it. Like who does that? Who? Who's doing that? Who's the guy who's doing that in real life? Nobody. What do you... Nobody's doing that. But, you know. 
I digress. And that's it for the news, guys. I'm gonna go take a quick break because my mouth is dry. But before I go, I wanna ask a quick question. Why exactly are teenagers eating Tide Pods? You know the detergent stuff? The little stuff that you put in your laundry to wash your clothes? Yeah, why are they eating that? You could, you could eat almost anything else. Literally. Yogurt. A piece of chicken. Some kale. A peach. Or even an eggplant. But for whatever strange reason, they're deciding that the ingestion of laundry detergent is the proper way for them to express themselves in 2018. Well, guess what, kids? You're idiots. That's all I got to say about that. Be right back, people. I'm going to go get me some juice. Drop it in chain, future demand them never give no grammy to the kid Can't feel no way though, music I play though, fry fish, grab to me thing Man celebrate life, happy me living, man elevate hype, grab it to me scene Man set the pace like, graceful and fight for the first place price No pill for the work man, happy do the drill, happy technique right, happy not the skill May I hear about Shella, man they are for Shella, tell a little fellow say the bill Tell a man, level to the thing like how will I tell a band, secondly read it Seven year rich, I mean, no, even if near this, my dead players cheap, can't box her in, no one ever wait this, my mental place this, if you can't own your masters, left the slave ship, remember the first time I left the spaceship, no one the issue, them soft like tissue, that's why they make the same, so we set the pace, we can make the place live like 20 facelift. Make the bass kick and make the snare sick, no exit late six Them can't catch you drive on me up, not even in a X5, take time, rent high You could have live inside of me and even say for we can't catch you vibe on me up like Drop your tear of fear, earthquake like earthquake, I swear them no flow like Black River Them no big like the Berkeley's from the first rate Them sight the work rate I see that it I got take time for turn great But Jaja told me to get my own plate Shot my knife and slice my own cake and share Don't watch the industry, no Whole place and fear But those without fear Campus like coconut and pear Half a tree square So make them go and think so them run town That only go on when Marathon run round Your room goes like we like the compound run come back and that was protege with his record can't feel no way protege is a jamaican reggae artist that's really big back home right now um definitely worth the listen he does a lot of inspirational music like kind of like 
sit and think and like really uplift yourself kind of music. His main genres that he focuses on are reggae and dub. So he's definitely worth the listen. You can find him pretty much everywhere. I discovered him on SoundCloud. So you can look him up on Spotify. I know he's on Pandora and iHeartRadio. You can also find him on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. So definitely check him out. It's worth the listen. You got a Sunday evening. You ain't got nothing to do. You got a nice cup of green tea. Boom. You're good. Now let's go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. And the main reason for you being here. The title topic. Living in America. Actually, I'm not really sure why you're here. I assume you're just being supportive and I want to thank you. James Brown once said that living in America ain't no joke. It's not easy. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's good times. There's bad times. And I want to explain what it's like from at least the eyes of an immigrant. So basically, it's weird if I got to be honest with you. It's a lot different than... Best way I can do is I can tell you my story. I feel like from my point of view, from my looks at things, that will explain things a lot easier. So how about we start there? The beginning. It's the best place to start any story. I came to America as a United States resident in the year 2008, towards the end of the year, October. And the reason I got here, or how I got here, was because of my mother. My mother, she filed for us and made a way for us to leave Jamaica and come here to America as United States residents, which then we could further ourselves to becoming United States citizens. So the whole process works like that. You got to be a resident first and then you're a citizen. If you come to America when you are under 18, you automatically become a citizen. I came here when I was 20, so resident. Um, When I arrived here, it was weird. Like, uh, I've already been traveling to the states i've i've come to the united states or i came to the united states um about four or five times before actually living here so it's not like i wasn't used to it but living here is completely different because when you come here as a visitor you're counting down basically every day is a countdown until when you gotta leave but being here as a resident you're just here And there's no countdown. It's just, you're just here. So, yeah. it Everything seemed different when I got here. Everything was different. Like, coming here the first time, it was all grand and everything was just so bright and sparkly and everything. But then living here, it was like that, but things started to lose its luster very quickly. For example, the first time I came here and went to the mall, it was just, oh, it was like, oh, my God, what, what, what is this? 
not saying that we don't have malls in Jamaica because we definitely do, but it's a lot different the way everything's set up here. So it was just different. It was just weird and different. But then living here, going to the mall just felt like how it felt going to the mall when I was back in Jamaica. Um, everything. Uh, going through the process of getting my driver's license was so much more different. Um, going through the process of getting a social security card, things that I never needed before. It, it was just so, it was just so like, everything was just so big and bright and it was coming at you like at a thousand miles an hour. And that's kind of what it's like as an immigrant because yeah, luckily for me, before I moved to the United States, I had a job working for Sprint at a call center. Um, and through that, I was able to train my voice to make it sound like what it sounds right now. Because a lot of times when you call from anything, for call for customer service, when you hear someone with an accent, you're already like, ugh, not American doesn't understand me, doesn't know what's going on, is going to make my life difficult. So you already have that mentality. And I got that a lot on the calls that I did, so I wanted to lose that. So what I did was I started watching MTV, BET, all kinds of stuff. Like, only watch, like, American programming so that I could train my ears to hear it so that I can train my voice to provide it or produce it. So, Yeah. I sound like this now because I'm putting this on. Like, genuinely, I don't sound like this. I still have uh, my accent. I still use it from time to time with my family. It still comes out when I need it to. And that is just my Jamaican accent of me speaking English. No, I have my patwa that I want a whole different scenario. I have that too. That sit on pan lock, so whenever me need that, me can pull out that for use that pan family or friend or close relative or whatever. You understand? But mostly, I just stick to this because people, people understand me more here. And then I don't get the stupid questions. Like, oh my God, you know Bob Marley? No, bitch. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know Bob Marley. Bob Marley died in 1981. I was born in 1988. So I don't know him. So don't ask me. Because I don't know him. I know of him, but I don't know him. So please, keep your stupid questions to yourself. Thank you. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I saw a lot of different things while I was here. Because while I was, when I came here... Obviously, you know, getting your own driver's license. My mom, the saint that she is, provided um, a car for me to drive around with. So I was able to drive to places and see stuff and all of that. I was living in Florida at the time. Um, so kind of not too different temperature-wise or climate-wise than Jamaica. Not by much. But it still felt different. Uh, I had a car that had AC. Back home, we don't really use AC that much because it's not like our cars don't produce AC. It's just 
it's just nicer to drive with the window down because it's beautiful like the 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 tropical climate so adapting to that was different that was a weird thing for me um i saw a lot of stuff i saw buildings that were like erected within like a few months after being built while back in jamaica the construction lifestyle is a lot longer because here in america you guys use i don't want to say inferior material but inferior we use a lot of concrete blocks there while here you guys use a lot of like drywall stuff so i understand it because of ventilation and because of the hvac system you have to do that but back home we don't have to so it it, it was just a lot to get used to people people were different oh my god everyone back home is all is pretty much black i'm used to that anytime you see anybody that's white it's because they're a tourist and anybody that you see that's like asian it's because they're taking over the island and slowly killing us all little by little wow that got really dark moving on um so seeing different people seeing different aspects like i really got to understand why america is known as the melting pot of the world because there's so many different cultures and different people here so it was it was just like it it, it was huge it was it was amazing for me i got to learn like different cultures and because i'm I'm the kind of person that really loves to learn stuff and loves to know stuff. So all I would do is like talk to people from other cultures and like try to understand their culture and like study their culture and read up on their culture and all of that stuff. So for me being here, that's what it felt like. It felt like it it felt like a it felt like summer school. But actually wanted to be there and i actually wanted to learn stuff i know it's weird right <laughs> but yeah the people i met were pretty awesome pretty awesome i never i never experienced and i gotta be honest about this i never experienced what racism was um for the first two years of me living in america eventually you experience it racism is alive and well it's a strong thing but i never like really experienced it because i was so in awe of everything and everything was so like oh my god awesome back in jamaica i've never experienced racism personally lived there for 20 years never felt it once because the thing that you got to understand about jamaica is that there's a lot of classism classism is alive and well there but racism not so much because we're all black yeah there's a few people that are light-skinned and there's a few people that are dark-skinned but fundamentally class is what drives the country so i understood that very well when um i was hit with that here so yeah it's it's all different it's all different, but it's all relative at the same time. Um, working. Working was something for me that I had to kind of adapt to. 
Because I worked when I was back in Jamaica, but working here is different. There are... The culture of Jamaica is very relaxed. It's very easygoing. It's very smooth running, to not use that phrase. Um, Here, it's very methodical. It's very precise. It's very calculated. You come to work at 10 a.m. You clock in at 10 a.m. That means that you got to clock out at 6 p.m. to make sure that you get your full eight hours. In between there, preferably six hours into your shift or four to six hours to your shift, you need to clock out. And when you clock out, you need to clock out for 30 minutes. After clocking out for 30 minutes, then you need to do whatever you need to do within 30 minutes to achieve your break, then come back to work within those 30 minutes and then do that. Or you, it's, it's just, it's just a lot. It's like a lot. So that was something that I had to adjust my mind to where it's like, uh, normally I was just chill. I was just relaxed. I'm just trying to get through the day and this and that and whatever. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of the difference between the two countries is when it comes to stuff like that, stuff like vacation, stuff like uh, holidays or all of that stuff. Like, the, the culture here is far more different than the culture there. For, for, for the first time, I remember I, I was working at a retail company um (laughs) and i met some people there we became friends and they invited me out they were like hey winston you want to go watch some football there's some football play later on i'm like yeah let's do it let's go to the bar and i went to the bar and i saw these gigantic men dressed up in in i don't know like army fatigue hitting each other constantly and I was there for like 30 minutes and then I asked dude like yo so what time does the football come on like what is this and he's like what are you talking about it's football I'm like no that's not football that's I don't know what that is I think that's handball what what when does the football start they're like no this is football I'm like first of all let me just explain this to you. Let me let me just explain this to everybody because I explained it to him. And football, the idea of football means you kick the goddamn ball with your foot. You running with the ball, throwing the ball, that's not football. Later on, I understood the meaning of it and why they call it football. Like like the origin of American football. Because everywhere else in the world, and I mean everywhere, Cambodia, Yugoslavia, Brazil, Jamaica, football is what America, and only America, calls soccer. So that, that was a huge transition for me. Because even to this day, it's still difficult for me to say soccer. Because it just doesn't seem natural. It doesn't seem right for me. So 
That's another thing that I had to adapt to. That's another thing that most immigrants would attest to. Like, knowing one thing for X amount of years, in my case, knowing one thing for 20 years, and then having to adapt to a completely different thing in whatever, five, nine plus years. It's not easy. It's not an easy concept to just get out of your head. Uh, and and it's, 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 almost, it's almost difficult too because you can make friends because you both are fans of the Eagles, you know? So you can make friends easy with that. You both live in Philadelphia. You both watch football. You both like the Eagles. Easy. Easy friendship. No problem. It's not easy to make a friend that's also interested in Bayern Munich. And a lot of you are probably like, what the hell is that? Is that a drink? No. It's a soccer team. God, it sounds weird when I say it. But it's uh, a soccer team from the German league of... I'm, I'm just going to say football. I'm, I'm just going to say football because it it's a lot for my brain to think. It's, it's hard. I got to use my brain and, like, think extra. So, yeah, it's, it's a German team from the German league of football. So... Yeah, it's not, it's a niche, it's a niche um, topic here in America when you talk about Barcelona or um, Liverpool or Paris SG or that, that kind of stuff. Like, people don't readily understand, like, what? But you go to Jamaica and you're like, hey... Hey, Barcelona's playing next week. What? Barcelona's playing? I thought they played yesterday. No, nah, no, nah, they're playing next week. No, oh, okay. It's very easy. So for me, like that's a that's another transition that I got that I gotta like get over. You know what I mean? So it's really weird. But I'm sure you understand. Um other things that are kinda hard or kind of difficult to wrap my head around is the systems that you have here set up in America, the governmental aids or governmental systems that you have for each individual resident slash citizen, whatever. It's okay. For example, tax returns. It's a thing that y'all got April 15th every year on the dot, just like that. I need that money. So you either get a tax return or if you've been a bad boy or girl, then you got to pay the IRS some money. Most likely you're getting a tax return and it's upwards from a thousand and up for most people. That was something that I didn't understand when first I came here because I was working at this retail establishment and I got my W-2. I had to fill out a W-4 first, which was weird. But then I got the W-2, and they're like, here you go. And I'm like, what's that? And it's like, your W-2. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, it's what you use to do your tax return. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> tax return? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you, you do this to get a return for your taxes? 
okay. All my life, I never heard of anything like that. Tax return? What? What is? What is that? So basically, and I'm sure you've all heard of it. A tax return is when you file your W two based on the income that you made. The government then deems that you spent this much money in taxes more than what you needed to spend. So we're going to return this amount to you. That's not something that we got in Jamaica. Now, actually, let me correct myself. You can gather up all your receipts, gather up all your pay stubs and everything and bring it to the government and say, hey, um, this is how much money I spent for this year. Please review my paperwork and give me a tax return. And they'll promptly take the money, I mean, take the paperwork and say, yes, we shall. And then within like two weeks, they'll tell you, hey, you owe us money. And then you're like, no, I don't. And then they're like, uh, yeah, you do. So people don't do it. So it's not a thing back home. Another thing was unemployment. That, even to this day, boggles my mind. Because let me see if I can understand this. You're going to pay me to not work. The concept doesn't add up in my head. Jamaicans work. And that's it. Point blank period. Nothing else. Nothing more. You don't have a job. You don't work. You don't get money. And that's it. The government doesn't facilitate for you to not work. Regardless of your situation. So that's another thing that I had to like understand. Personally, I've never filed for unemployment. But... I feel like I'd be scared to do it just because I don't know. So that's another whole different deal. Welfare? Welfare is another thing. Like you can you can ask the government for aid. Hey, I don't make this I don't make enough money to take care of my family. So can you give me money or give me aid so that I can take care of my family? Oh, yeah, sure. We got you. What? No, that's another thing that's not a thing back home. That's always so weird for me to wrap my head around it. Like, in Jamaica, the government serves its purpose to facilitate what you need. I guess because here you have a presidential system or a, I guess, democratically bipartisan system. It's not the right word, but in Jamaica, we have a parliamentary system. So here there are three basic branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judiciary. In Jamaica, it's parliamentary. So we have a prime minister instead of a president, and that prime minister has a cabinet that of group of people that he has like for example the president's executive board or the executive um his executive staff like his um secretary of state or secretary of the interior that kind of stuff there's a minister back home for that there's a minister of agriculture there's a minister of transportation there's a minister of health and human services there's a minister of housing development, and that one guy is in, in charge of all of that. So he makes the decision that, yeah, we're going to do this, and that's it. Congress doesn't vote on that. It's He makes that decision for that thing that he's in charge of, and that's it. 
So I guess the system back there is different, so we don't have these things in place. And another thing, credit, that's huge here. Credit, we have a, I wanna say it's more of an honor system. For example, if you want to go and buy a refrigerator, you go to Best Buy, you buy the refrigerator on credit. So you're basically telling them, listen, I'm gonna buy this thing and I promise that I will pay you back for it. But this credit card company will pay for it and then I'll pay them. So you get your thing, I get my thing, and then eventually they get their thing. In Jamaica, now we do have credit cards, but initially it was all about collateral. So you want this refrigerator, okay, what do you have in collateral? Oh, I ain't got nothing. Oh, you have a car, yeah? Okay, put your car as collateral. Okay. Now you don't make your payments on time. Guess who doesn't have a car anymore? You do, buddy. Yeah. And that's the system that we have. Now, there have been improvements on that system. As I said, now we have credit cards. Um, but only a select few people have credit cards, not the everyday guy who's taking a taxi to work every day. He may not have a credit card. But here in America, the dude on the bus or the train, he may have a credit card. See, it's it's different. It's different. The the way that people live here is way different than the way people live back there. Cost of living here is way easier than what it is in Jamaica. Matter of fact, let me just do a quick run back. So the tax return thing, and I just remembered, I was working once again at this retail store and this girl approached me once. It was like, oh my God, Winston. I heard you're from Jamaica. Oh my God, I've always wanted a Jamaican baby. Oh my God. I'm like, weird, but okay. Hey, Winston, let's have a baby. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me explain. Let's have a baby. And then when we have that baby, then we can claim it in taxes and we'll split the money. Uh, how about no? How about hell to the no? No, 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 no. What's wrong with you? No. You, I'm not going to just just have a child for that. And I realize that this is a thing. Like, there are multiple loopholes here in America that you can jump through to, I guess, make your life easier. Kind of. But this is a thing that's so different. We have those loopholes too, but those loopholes normally come in corruption. And unfortunately, Jamaica is riddled with a lot of corruption. See, you being a tourist, go to Jamaica and you get an opportunity to stay there. They're going to make sure that you don't see the bad stuff. They're going to make sure that you only see the good, that you only remember the good. So you tell your friends about the good so that your friends also come and see the good. And the cycle regurgitates itself until everybody hears about Jamaica and everybody loves Jamaica. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Jamaica. It is my home of birth. 
It is what I know. It is the thing that shaped me to be the person that I am right now. But we got some problems back there. And it's definitely going to take a lot to get those problems figured out and get them sorted out. But it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight. And I understand that. But I hate the fact that I guess it's a necessary evil that they have to, like, put blinders on all the tourists so that they come there. And I guess I'm being too negative, but a lot of Caribbean countries, a lot of third world countries, or a lot of, as Trump would say, shithole countries are suffering because of stuff like this either large enterprises or other countries coming into those countries pilfering their resources and then leaving just a husk leaving the people of those countries to fend for themselves and it's a problem but i don't want to be too negative and i don't want to like talk anybody into oh don't go to jamaica because you know this and that and whatever because i actually have hope for the island i actually believe that the country can come back like it can bounce back but it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take a lot of people from the jamaican diaspora to be completely honest to help the island because the island needs money the amount of money that tourists bring in every year, it's a lot, but it gets moved around, it gets shifted around, it gets moved into all kinds of different hands, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help people. It doesn't facilitate the needs that people have. And there are some awesome and beautiful people in Jamaica. Some of the kindest, nicest people that you'll find in Jamaica, and in the whole Caribbean. But for real change to occur it's gonna take a loving hand a just hand and a strong hand to help the country to bounce back hopefully one day I can be one of those hands that's why I'm saving all my quarters cause I figured one day I can use it. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, fundamentally, those are the differences. Those are the main differences that I've seen since I've been living here in America. And I've, I've, I've experienced so much. I've seen so much. I've been to multiple states. I've seen and heard people from multiple states. I've learned multiple slangs. I've absorbed and adapted different cultures and different languages and way of speech and all of that stuff. So I can see the true jewel of America and why people love it so much, why it really is the land of opportunity. But I can also see the rot. I can see the decay. I can see this great country being not so great under the leadership under the people that we follow the people that we idolize 
and the fact that most people are too pacified to really do anything about what's happening, too pacified or too caught up with what's going on with their favorite artists or their favorite uh, YouTube personality, to really care about the judicial system, to really care about how the executive system works, how the legislative system works, the fact that you can call your congressman. Like, I wish I could call my <laughs> my state representative back home. I'd have told him that, yo, we've had this pothole for like 10 years, my guy. Um, can you fix it? There's so many... There's so many things in the United States that are set up for the people to speak. Freedom of speech. That's that's one right there. The 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 fact that you have the freedom to speak, the freedom to petition, the freedom to I don't know, maybe it's too much freedom. Maybe the United States people have experienced too much freedom that they are just freedomed out. They're too, like, relaxed to fight, too relaxed to complain, too relaxed to actually do something about it. And if you get too relaxed, eventually you're going to fall asleep. And it's when you're asleep, that's when they'll really... Do what they got to do. So, I guess the best takeaway from all of this is cherish what you have, appreciate what you have, understand what other people don't have and what they're trying to pursue to have, and just stay woke. Stay active stay informed read every now and again go on your news network cnn abc even fox news whatever just stay informed because there's nothing worse than a uninformed voter they're the kind of people that get us into trouble and that's all I got to say on that. And that's it, you guys. That's all I got for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Seriously, I hope you guys laughed. I hope you cried. And I hope you experienced so much emotions that now you need therapy. <laughs> if you'd like to follow Xenities, then please visit the Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram pages under the same name. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, or Reddit under the name Uncle Doug. That's U-N-C-L-3-D-0-U-G. Uh, please leave any feedback or ideas that I can use to better myself or better the program. Different segments that I can put in or take out. Anything that'll help to entertain you more. And um, 
just let me know because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do I'm trying to be great at this. I really am. Uh, if you have any complaints at all, or if I have offended you in any way, shape, or form, then um, please call the complaint line. It's 215-725-7601. Now, it may sound like an Asian restaurant in the background, but don't let that fool you. As soon as you hear someone get on the phone, just start talking. They're my secretaries and they'll take any and all complaints. God forbid they hang up on you. Don't that don't let that deter you, okay? The phone line gets a bit wonky at times, so just call back and you know, put in your complaint. Really let them hear how angry and upset you are. Cuz that cuz that's that's their job. That's why I that's that's why I hired them. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. Seriously. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have a blessed day. Take care.